0: It's the bottom line on News Radio 610 K.O.N.A. From the Tri-Cities to Olympia to D.C., we break, down, break all down the stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line presented by McCary Meets in Basin City with your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. The
1: 2045 initiative. Have you heard of it? You
2: will. A Republican is now talking about breaching dams.
1: And we'll break down everything from last night and this afternoon, election-wise. But first,
0: give us your bottom line. It's your voice, your show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509-547-1610
2: this is the bottom line at news radio 610 KONA on a very warm Wednesday afternoon alongside Rob Francis I'm Ed Dawson and uh, a lot to get to we'll get to uh, the uh, particular races uh, in the Benton Franklin and beyond county uh, wide races that uh, are going to decide what to candidates go on to the general election. But first, Rob, we're going to talk about uh, one of the or
1: actually a couple of the uh, measures that were on the Benton County ballot. I've, I've been doing enough of head shaking since eight o'clock last night that I think I got a neck cramp. Um, there's just some things I can't figure out. And, and one of those things I'm having a hard time breaking down, and and, and we've been This is kind of something that we've been on for a little bit, and I know there's a lot of people in the community that are concerned about this and some of the things associated with it. And to talk about one aspect and to kind of explain to our listeners a little bit more about how Benton County Fire Districts operate, joining us is the Chief from Benton County Fire District Number 1, Chief Lonnie Click. Thanks for your time this afternoon, Chief. We appreciate you coming in.
3: Hey, thank you, guys. Uh, happy to be here.
1: So let's first let's kind of let, let's, let's take the broader picture out here because I think that there needs to be the distinction between how the Benton County Fire Districts operate versus how
3: city fire departments operate. So there's a big difference on funding mechanism for. Uh Rural fire districts as a uh, junior taxing district, and the uh, cities of uh, municipalities, and they receive their funding through tax uh, obligation, sales tax, and uh, and other city taxes. So that's a huge difference. Um, we uh, have to ask for levy funding um, to get funding to operate on a regular basis um, in the fire districts, and so that's uh, that's the difference. Now, for those that may not be aware, where is Benton County Fire District One located? Uh, Benton County Fire District One is. Uh, the southern part of the, of the county, um, you know, south of the incorporation of Richland and Kennewick. Uh, so we have Badger Canyon, Finley, all of the stuff from the state patrol office uh, south to the Oregon border down behind McNary Dam. Now, so for, to make
1: that distinction even clearer, for those that may not be aware, everywhere you operate is within county land. You don't go into, you may assist with city things, but your primary operation is on Benton County land.
3: Yeah, our our primary operation covers Benton County residents, not uh, not city residents. We do have a very vast mutual aid agreement within the uh, tri-city areas, which includes uh, Franklin and Walla Walla counties. Um, so we can rely on each other on a regular basis every single day. Now, right now, you have one
1: um, levy that is still currently operational. But the goal for this ballot was to put two things on there, combine those, and kind of supersede the opera the the levy that's in operation right now explain a little bit to our listeners about what those two propositions if both were to be approved right now one looks like it's going to pass the other one is having a little bit of a hard time how that would kind of supersede what's in place at the moment
3: the, the levy is is our standard operating and maintenance budget that's uh takes takes care of our day to day operations our administrative staff our responders you know the maintenance of our equipment, the maintenance of our facilities, and all those types of things. Um, the other one, um, which is uh, below the sixty percent to pass, so it's at like fifty-one or fifty-two percent right now. Um, it's a bond, and that bond measure is for capital projects. And so that capital project that we identified for this bond was a, a new um, structural fire engine, and a, and a fire and a fire station renovation. So. That 's how we try to fund those larger product or projects uh, um, with bonds and and things like that, so
1: so one of the things that i I had heard you discussing regarding this is that if those two were to pass it would the two would combine, and it actually would have been less of a burden on the taxpayer uh, when it comes to dollars and cents than what's actually going on right now
3: so you know some of the things that we look at when we do these uh, the the levy the levy that was that looks like it's going to pass is gonna be the same thing that they've had for the last six years. It passed in thirteen and we've been operating on it um up until now and so it was uh it's uh expiration was december thirty first of twenty nineteen um so that's why we had to put the levy on the ballot again and it's for a dollar fifty per thousand and that you know that covers what we're doing today and uh the the uh the bond that we put in. Um, there were two other bonds that were previously um, on the tax statement that the county residents were getting, and they totaled $0.11 cents per thousand. And this new one was for $0.10 cents per thousand um, for uh, for those fire station renovation and that new fire engine. Those new fire engine and the fire station renovation, in the passing of the renovation of the, the bond for the fire station, um, had the the possibility a very good possibility of improving our insurance rating within the the state insurance rating bureau, which would in turn save the taxpayer money on their insurance premium so you know there's a there's a catch twenty two there when you're a citizen and i 'm a citizen too, just like everybody else there's a catch twenty two there well what do you do do you you know do you pay for the bond you know um, to improve the service? Get twenty four hour coverage, lower your insurance uh, premium, or do you just continue to pay your insurance premium and move on? So we're
1: talking with the fire chief from Benton County
3: Fire District One, Lonnie
1: Clicker, on the Bottom Line News Radio six ten K one A. Chief Click the uh,
2: I, I guess whenever we have discussions like this about uh, bonds and levies, uh, whether it be school related, fire related, any any kind of projects, it. It, there's always a balance. It, you you you've perfectly laid out what good things can be done uh, if uh, the bond was uh, to pass, and like you said, it's it's uh, it's got a majority, but it's falling short of the sixty right now. Weighing that against, people feel like they're overtaxed with a lot of things. So Olympia hasn't helped. Well, true, but uh, you know, there's there there always seems to be somebody asking for. More money, schools, fire, and all that stuff. Even though what you guys want to do is a very worthy endeavor, did you find that that was the sentiment among it, people?
3: You know, there there is. I mean, you you are going to be challenged every time you throw a tax out in front of the citizens. I mean, so you really have to have you know a good platform that you that you're that you're working off of, and you know it's the the fire service or emergency services if you want to call them that is actually a it's a very very big insurance policy um you know because if you pay into that to that service then you're going to have somebody come when you dial 911 you know so that's that's it's a different insurance policy than the one that replaces your vehicle your car you know your house or whatever when you have damage um so but but it's still it's it's very very challenging and we see it you know you see it all over the state where when people want to uh you know increase taxes it's it's a it's a struggle well and we we are you know we're and and the fire district's very happy with the results i mean we're seeing that really the majority of the people that are going to the poll they want this but again we got to get that sixty plus one, so we're at that super majority, and uh, you know we saw that last year with our EMS levy too. So,
2: well, that was going to be the next question: is what what is the result signaling to you? Is it you know the the levy passing the bond, not getting that threshold?
3: What the the signal is is that the is that the majority of the folks want it because they're voting yes. Um, the the i'm the we as a fire district need to connect with those other forty percent that are that are either vote no or not voting at all and and emphasize the importance the 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 need didn't go away just because August sixth is coming and gone of twenty nineteen doesn't mean that the need of that new fire engine or that station renovation has gone away. We still have to move forward, you know, planning for the future and identifying those needs to keep the the organization growing strong and being able to provide the services that uh, we need to be able to provide to the community that we serve.
1: I'm really trying to not let my blood boil here, Chief, Um, because I'll tell you right now, the service that you and the other chiefs and the other fire districts in the county provide is not even measurable, all right? It's the same as, as, the, as the chiefs in the, in the cities that run their fire departments. We know the structure's different. But one of the things that I want to ask you before we get into a couple other pieces is your district arguably is seeing the largest growth amongst the other fire districts in the county. You're in the areas where a lot of new construction's going up, a lot of new housing is going up, and so you've got another challenge on top of that because you've got exponential growth going on in your district that you also have to deal and roll in with with a 30-year-old
3: fire truck. It's, uh, you know, the, the increase in population... Is obviously an increase in call volume. Um, District four, which is West Richland, that piece of West Richland, they've had some astronomical growth also um, in their community. You know, and and uh, they were very successful last year in 2018, getting a couple of major paths. Um, they're getting a, a new fire station and some apparatus, and they did really good. You know, so so uh, the uh, you know in District one we see growth on the west end so the rancho or badger canyon area um there's a lot of growth there we're still very heavily into agriculture in the center of our fire district down the interstate 82 corridor and then when you move out into finley um you know based on the the county code and the the uh the five acre criteria uh, criteria for for lot size you don't see this the the growth out there there are still houses being built and there still are um lands out there being subdivided in the finley area but it's not to the extent that it is out there on that west end we're going to so,
1: take we're going to take quick time out we're going to come back with more with Ben county fire district one chief lonnie click because we we got some things we got to discuss yet And uh, we just got the recent updates a little bit more than an hour ago from the county as to where these sit. We'll share those with you and some other head-shaking takes from last night and this afternoon as well with Bottom Line Returns.
0: Now back to the Bottom Line, presented by McCary Meets in Basin City. It's your voice, your show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509-547-1610.
1: Back in the bottom line, News Radio 610-KONA, 547-1610 is the number via email, 610kona.com, your name, where you're listening, what you'd like to say. And on Twitter, bottom line, 610, we are joined in studio by the fire chief from Benton County Fire District 1, Lonnie Click. Two things on the ballot that deal with his district in particular, his fire district in particular, and that is the, uh, the levy, which is passing right now at over 55%. And the bond, which would help pay for a new fire engine, which right now uh, I believe model year 1992 is the fire truck that fire district one is using and keeping it going and keeping it running and getting parts whenever parts are needed and being able to keep that on the road to be able to fight fires in Fire District 1. Uh, that right now is is not passing at the 60% threshold that it needs to get to. It is right now at 52.78%. And from what my reading is, the next count we're going to get, we haven't seen an updated date for the next count. It's possible it could be tomorrow, um, but it's also possible it could wind up being Certification Day. We're going to take a call, Chief, if you don't mind. It may have something to do with what we're talking about. 547-1610 is the number. What's your name? Where are you calling from?
3: This is Max calling from Kennewick. What's going on, Max? I just have a question. Uh, I've only lived in Kennewick for about three and a half years, but um, I'm surprised that they have to have a levy for their operating budget. Why isn't that just part of the county budget? Chief Click, would you like to explain that? So fire, fire district or junior taxing districts, and they fall into the same category as parks, um, roads, libraries, and those types of things. So we don't fall into the same taxing criteria as the cities do, or and we don't fall under the umbrella of the Benton County government as a, as a whole. Um, they, they do um, administer our taxes that we collect from our uh, taxpayers. Um, but that' that's the extent of that that's Good. a
2: question we have yeah. uh,
3: you know we have we have uh, three elected commissioners uh, board of fire commissioners, um, just like the county has their three elected commissioners that that's sit in Um so that is that's our governing board and and I report directly to them so we have a you know it's just a it's a different funding mechanism
1: well and and, and I think that's one of the things it's that that for most residents in general aren't aware of how different that funding mechanism is. And I think that leads to some of the confusion uh, when people are looking at measures on the ballot uh, and thinking to themselves, well, wait a second, isn't this already covered by this or why isn't this covered by this? And why am I being asked paid more for this is because you do fall outside of what people would expect to be the normal parameter when it comes to funding mechanisms and, and money that comes from the County and so on and so forth. So, um, One of the things that I think is very important to bring up in this conversation um, is the fact that for the most part, Chief, and and you kind of alluded to it earlier, you're left to your own devices when it comes to equipment, uh, when it comes to things like that. You need an alternative source because the lid pays your guys. It takes care of of the day-to-day to make sure you guys are out there to be able to fight fires and get out there. Um, It takes care of training, takes care of all those other things. And the additional bond, which, by the way, I want to throw this number out there. And the reason why I want to throw this number out there is I want to compare it to a bond that was just approved, I believe, last year, Ed. Um, I think so. And uh, this is a $3 million bond people had no problem approving a 120 million dollar bond for the school district. Mhm. Okay, 3 million versus 120 million. 3 million going to save lives. 3 million is going to update apparatus to make sure that the fire district is operating with as close to state of the art equipment as you can get. Okay? Three million dollars is going to cut down on with a fat with a with a with a newer engine. Bet it gets to a little bit better miles to the gallon. Probably has a little bit better better engine on it. Going to get you there a little bit quicker than what you got right now. A lot
3: less maintenance.
1: A lot less maintenance. Which I mean, guess what? Maintenance costs. Absolutely, that's more burden on the taxpayer. So we had no problem approving a one hundred and twenty million dollar bond, but we're having a problem approving a three million dollar bond at ten cents on a thousand to save lives. And I really can't figure that part out. That's me. That's not the chief. That's me complaining about the fact that maybe our priorities are a little bit off in some places. Don't get me started. I'll get started when we come back from our break on the other little piece, the one that didn't. This is the third time that you've gone on, on this bond, isn't it? Is that correct, No, this, is, a,
3: this is the first time we've done this, this bond.
1: On this one, but the third bond that you've put up that hasn't hit 60% looking for Oh, so last help. year.
3: Last year in 2018, we put a, a EMS levy on the ballot. Um, and it was at 54 percent, a little over 54 percent. It ended at a 60 plus one, also. So it failed. Um, you know, and we're going to continue. The board of commissioners uh, uh, chose to continue with the with the EMS transport service, and we're going to do a fee based service. And fee based service is is that uh, you know we'll we'll go just like the our mutual aid agencies go today. And when they pick up a person and transport them to the hospital, they get a bill. They get a they get a bill for service and that's what that's what we're gonna implement in district one. So we believe that's the right thing to do. Um, because so we can improve response times, we can free up those mutual aid resources so they can respond to their own calls. Because when they're not available, they're calling, you know, another jurisdiction to come in and so on. So um, it, it is the correct thing to do. So we're moving forward with that.
1: We're gonna take quick time out, come back with more Benton County Fire Chief Lonnie Click fire district one joining us here on the bottom line news radio 610 kona we're going to dive a little bit into some of that because quite honestly um yeah it's 105 degrees outside my blood's about 210 at this point more of the bottom line news radio 610 kona when we get back
0: hook up with the bottom line on twitter at Bottom Line 610. Now, back to the show. Presented by McCarry meets in Basin City.
1: Back at the Bottom Line, News Radio 610K, 1A, 1, 610 k one a 547 The number also email 610k1a.com. Your name, where you're listening, and what you would like to say. Also, uh, you can hit us up on Twitter at Bottomline610. Joining us in studios, the fire chief from uh, Benton County Fire District 1, Lonnie Click. And, uh, Chief, one of the things that I want to talk about, I want to talk about the impact, um, the widespread impact that I don't think many people in our audience understand about your fire district operating without an ambulance. Um, When there is a medical call in Fire District 1, who
3: responds? Our mutual aid partners from Pasco, Kennewick, Richland, West Richland, and Benton City.
1: So it's whoever's available and whoever's closest is going to do their best to respond to that call. That's correct. That is provided that they do not have another call that they're currently taking.
3: That is correct, too.
1: Okay, so here we have a situation where on the, the ballot last time around, Fire District 1 attempted to ask the voters to approve funds that would buy an ambulance. The average response time, the average cut-down time, if I remember correctly in a conversation that we had had previously, would be roughly seven minutes it would save in response time to a resident in Benton County Fire District 1 if your fire district had its own ambulance.
3: Yes, that that's correct. We uh, we looked at the numbers for all the areas that we respond that have a high population, um, including Rancho Ritter, Badger Canyon, um, Finley, um, East Kennewick, which is really close to one of their fire stations, and on an average it would have uh, improved the response time about seven minutes. The problem is, is that you know when when the closest ambulance is not uh, available and those are our Kennewick ambulances. They're our, they're our boundary partner pretty much, you know, for 85% of, of District 1. When they're tied up and they're, you know, they have the highest call volume in the, in the Tri-City, so they are a very, very busy fire department. On the east end of town, we're getting an ambulance from, uh, from Highway 397 and, and 4th Street in Pasco. You know, it's coming from their station. That's clear out there on the north end um, of Lewis, and so.
1: And, and let me ask you this real quick, Chief: With no traffic, and no lights, and anything else, what's the fastest time that ambulance from Pasco can get there?
3: That's about fifteen minutes to the district boundary.
1: That's fifteen minutes without having to stop to look at an intersection, without having to do anything else. It's fifteen minutes, which is what three lives, arguably.
3: Yeah, it can be. You know, they say that, uh, you know, the first three to five minutes is the most critical part when you're talking about a breathing stoppage. So the sooner you get there, the sooner you could provide aid, the better chance of survival. So, you know, we would, you know, all the fire districts trying to do is provide the best service that we can to our taxpayer and still be, you know, good – good people with our money. You know, we, we want to take care of our folks and be good custodians of of our tax money that they give us, you know, and provide the best service. And that's what it's all about. It's about providing the best service to our people on a regular basis, 365. You are
1: absolutely 100% correct. But one of the other things that is uh, that is a collateral damage aspect when a ambulance has to come from Kennewick or Pasco or any of those other areas to answer a call in fire district one it also affects the response times in their own areas
3: it does it it does affect their response times in their own areas because now they're committed somewhere else and that that trickle-down effect now if there's a call in uh, the area where that ambulance came from that we're using they're pulling an ambulance from another area whether it's Clear over on the west side of Kennewick, or whether it's on the, you know, the other side of the Cable Bridge or the Blue Bridge. You know, it's uh, could be coming from Franklin County into Kennewick if they're already committed south of town. Um, so, so it is. It's a it's a domino effect is what it is. So, you know, it's uh, it's uh, you know the the best we can do. Um, as a community, because we're all in this together. That's fire chiefs meet once a week and talk about, you know, how we can continue to do the best for this entire community on um, both sides of the river, including Walla Walla, um, Burbank, that area there. And um, so we're always trying to make things better. You know, one of the most recent things that we've done is consolidated the dispatch center with Franklin and Bend counties. That has improved response time dramatically. We're not having to transfer calls and things like that. So that's uh, that's great for the person that's on the other end of the phone, and uh, you know that's what we're trying to do in Benton Juan is actually grow with the with the uh, demand and and provide the best service that we can, and and assist you know in uh, in the other areas too as we can as as well as them as they have been assisting us you know in the past.
1: And one of the things that I see you guys do on a regular basis, and you do it with the cities, and you do it you know with with the other first responder groups that are in the county is and even you know even cross county lines is work together the best you can to save as many lives as possible
3: we, we do that all the time we're we're running you know multiple jurisdictions or are, are running on calls on a regular basis and what
1: that also should extend to are those that are in charge of those counties to try and make sure that those that are responding and those who are in the public service field have what they have and have as much as they can to make sure that the residents and the citizens in those counties can get the best response and the best care and the best service that they possibly can. Now, I do know that under the state laws, um, there is a provision in there that says that fire districts are not able to receive sales tax revenue unless the executives at that county level make a determination that they want to allot money out of a sales tax fund in order to be able to help a fire district in a manner. That manner, I don't know, Ed, I'm, 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 starting, to, I'm starting to feel in a way like I'm a little bit of a broken record. But I'm okay with that when it comes to saving as many as two lives in a shot with the purchase of one, one hundred and seventy thousand dollar ambulance out of a twelve point eight million dollar surplus that is sitting collecting dust.
2: Yeah, I mean we've talked about this before, and we you know we hear a lot from our listeners that that they're in okay. favor of it, so, and so it's it it's up to it's up to the Commission to do
1: something about it or not? No, it's not up to them. It's up to us. Okay? It's up to us. So I'm going to ask people in our listening audience, and I'm going to put it on our Twitter page, and I'll probably even go put it on my own personal page at home. Call your commissioner and tell them to loosen $170,000 plus tax to get an ambulance in fire District 1. Because here's what's going to happen. Okay, this isn't Chief Click talking. This is me talking. Chief Click's got his position, and Chief Click's in his position. But I'm talking for me, and I'm talking on behalf, I hope, of the residents in Fire District 1 that would benefit dramatically from having an ambulance. Call your commissioner. Doesn't matter what district. You know what? Call all three of them and leave them a voicemail and say, you know what? Gosh, $12.8 170000 means you still have $12.6 million in the public safety fund reserve. Call your commissioner. Email your commissioner. Talk to your local city councilman. I don't care who you call. Call somebody. Call a state representative. Because... They can talk to the councilman, too. They actually do meet and talk about things that benefit the county. County wants something from the state, they're going to talk to the state rep. So you know what? Call your state rep and say, hey, you want something from, you? tell them next time. Loosen up $170,000 for an ambulance. That's
2: money that's already been collected. It's already been collected. It's, it's our money. Yeah.
1: It's our
2: money. <laughs> our money. Did you take your meds
1: today? It's hot out. <laughs> it's, it's hot in here now. Call your commissioner, email your commissioner, and tell your commissioner, take some of my money as we go to break. Take some of my money. You have the ability to allot sales tax funds, if you choose, to help the fire district with a piece of apparatus. I will tell you this. I was there when the amendment to the public safety tax was proposed only one of the three commissioners even turned around and said let's see if we can make this work let's see if we can do something with this and that was commissioner jerome delvin so jerome delvin has an open mind about this i would suggest you contact your other commissioners and tell them to think about public safety
0: give us your bottom line. call 509 509- 4-7-1-6-10. Now, back to the show. Presented by McGarry Neitz in Basin City.
1: Back at the bottom line is Radio 610-K18547-1610. Robin Ed with you. Joining us in studio is the fire chief from Benton County Fire District 1, Lonnie Click. We appreciate your time and know it's hot out there, chief. And I'm sure your guys are, are, are keeping close attention on what's going on out there and may even have, may even be out there right now. Uh, I don't. I haven't heard scanner lately, so I don't know if you guys are out on something at the uh, moment. I,
3: I don't know that they're on the call right now, but uh, it is hot, and we're really watching. Uh, you know the weather. We have some uh, fire weather watches and weather warnings in the area um, and around us for abundant lightning coming up. So we're really on heightened alert for uh, the the wildland fire potential here in the next few days.
1: Now, one of the questions, and, and this is the only question I'm going to ask you regarding regarding the ambulance, because this is a question that people have asked me. When I've discussed it and I've talked about it out in public, and I've I've done my own little, my own little lobbying on this because it's something I'm pretty, pretty passionate about. Really? Maybe v- just it's very touch. passionate. <laughs> just, just just a touch. Um, I, I I'm duly passionate. One, I'm duly passionate about saving lives, and I'm also duly passionate about the government spending our money appropriately. Which right now, a twelve million dollar nest is nest egg is not spending it appropriately. However, that's a conversation for maybe tomorrow and the next day and the next day. But we'll we'll get to that later. One of the questions I was I've been asked, Chief, when talking about this ambulance, is there is some question about whether or not you've got the staff to man it. Do you have the staff to man? We do ambulance? have the
3: staffing to to staff an ambulance. We we staff uh, fire trucks and and a rescue rig on a on a regular basis, twenty four hours a day. So we do have the staff to to man that ambulance. So
1: well, that answers that question. In front of everybody out there in the listening audience, yes, the staff is there to man this ambulance, which I knew that. Well, I just wanted you to tell the people
3: that. You know, and, and we're looking at different staffing models on a regular basis. You know, the we're a we're a very, very um, large volunteer organization um, with a small paid staff. So we rely uh, tremendously on the volunteers, and we're looking at different opportunities for them to be able to pro- provide, uh, you know, the service that they signed up for. Um because the days of just up and leaving and dropping everything that you're doing and and being more on a on a planning uh, cycle is is much better for folks today. So you know we're looking at some different staffing models with our volunteers, um, and uh, we've changed some staffing models of our of our paid staff. So you know as we look into the future and, and we're trying to make changes, we're trying to adjust those the best that we can. Um, you know, for the citizens that we uh, provide service to, and you know, I, I want to talk a little bit more about the ambulance and the and the public safety tax, and and back to, you know, what the state law and it says that the fire districts aren't eligible um, for sales tax and things like that. And we have a very very good and strong working relationship with our law enforcement partners here in the Tri City area, and we want to continue that. Um, you know, by no means is, are the the fire districts you know collaborating to try to go get their safety money by any means um, you know, but if uh, the citizens of the community have concerns, you know they can they can voice those concerns but uh, we uh, you know on a daily basis, we respond side by side with our with our law enforcement officers um, in person you know when when things are going bad, and we got to count and depend on one another um, every single day. Um, so we can't, uh, you know, we can't get into that uh, big political uh, battle over those types of things. So. And I
1: would never ask you to do that. I'd never want to put you in the position Thank to do you. that, Chief, because you guys have a hard enough job in front of you as it is. When it comes to directing your energies to to keeping the people in the area safe, what I'll say, because I'll put myself in that position, because I really don't care, and that is when you call your commissioner or you email your commissioner and you ask him about, you know, why aren't we freeing up this money? It's our tax money, and, and if we feel that this is appropriate to be able to do this, you have the ability to be able to allot that money, because after all, you did have a 33-charity battle royal last year uh, to allocate half a million dollars, which is $300 million more than they would need to buy an ambulance. So if you don't get the answer you like, two of those commissioners happen to be up for re-election next year. So you can very simply enough turn around to those commissioners if you don't like the answer you get from them and say, I'll be looking forward to voting for your opponent. This is the one thing elected officials need to remember. You work for us. You're not kings. You're not sovereigns. You work for us. And if we ask you to do something with the money you collect for from us and you have the ability to do that, because you do, then we'd like you to do it. It's not about special interests. It's not about networks. It's about the people. It's about the people that you're elected to represent. And it's about keeping them safe. And it's about making sure that their needs are met. And if their needs can be met for a one-time payment of maximum $200,000, sounds to me like a pretty, pretty secure investment. Sounds to me like it's an investment worth making in public safety, out of a $12.8 million surplus. Maybe I'm kooky. Maybe I'm off. Maybe my priorities are out of whack. Maybe I don't understand how things work. Maybe I'm the odd duck here.
2: Yes, you are, but maybe not so much on this particular topic. Maybe I'm a
1: little screwy when it comes to talk. But I think I've done a little bit. I think, I think I've think i done a little legwork on this. And um, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Please, if you're listening to this, if you're hearing me, I don't ask our callers to ever do anything. I ask you to get involved with the program. I ask you to go out and vote. I'm going to ask you for one more thing. I'm going to ask you to contact your commissioner in Benton County. And I'm going to ask you to talk to him about this. And when he tells you he can't, if he tells you he can't do it, then I'm going to turn around and I'm going to ask you to push back a little bit and say, you can, it's my money. I'm saying you should do this with my money that you've collected. So I think it's fair that you think about doing this, because you can. And if you don't want to do it, well, we'll elect somebody who will. Because you're not a king. You can be be voted out of office. And I can't put it any stronger than that. Remember, everybody out there who votes, they work for you. You don't work for them. That that goes for any elected official. Absolutely. You are not a subservient subject. You control who your elected officials are. And if they aren't doing the job you're asking them to do, you simply darken a different circle. It's pretty simple. You have the power to put the pressure on your elected official to do the right thing. And this is the right thing to do. Now, if anybody disagrees with me, please feel free to call. I would be more than happy to hear from anyone that disagrees that this is not the right thing to do. Send us an email uh, at 16 com. bottom line 610, on Twitter, Hit the website, please. If this is not the right thing to do, I want to hear from you. I want to hear from you. Chief, we've got 60 seconds. What's the best thing people can do in weather like this to protect their home?
3: You know, they just need to be really cautious with fire if they're out there, whether they're having a fire pit or a barbecue or anything like that. Um, You know, we've seen a vast increase in roadside starts, so they're driving down the road making sure their trailer's all connected right and everything's uh, well-maintained um, that's that's huge you know and 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 looking around looking around their home and making sure it's fire safe and you know doing some defensible space stuff we're out uh, banging on doors and uh, handing out literature on a regular basis you know to our uh, fire district uh, residents so, so they can take action and, and make some of those things happen so help us help you Benton County Fire District 1 Chief Lonnie Click joining
1: us on the program appreciate your time taking it away sir and uh... Good luck with the measures. Hope we catch up on that second one.
3: Thank you.